Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Court with UC Elite. This is Coach Stacy, and today I'm here with my friend and colleague, Donnie Evans. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Donnie is one of the James Logan Girls basketball varsity assistant coaches, and he's been there like a while now. I can't like even remember. 12, 13, something like that, years yeah, and he also currently coaches the IVCMS girls and boys basketball teams. Uh, this past season was his first year there, so that was pretty fun. We got to do that together as well. But he's also a former Tennyson JV girls coach, also coached with Hayward Swoosh and was director for numerous years, almost like 12, 15 years maybe. Yeah, something like that, something crazy. Yeah, and then also coached at St. Bede's Boys and Girls basketball CYO so I feel like a lot of range in coaching different age groups different levels and it kind of goes into what our topic for our episode today which is player development and in a sense where we've seen from everything CYO level club AU middle school and even high school yeah definitely um seen a bunch of different stuff from third grade all the way up to 12th so yeah so let's go ahead and get into this topic I think with you know this year CYO is starting to come back um, into full swing we we had um, this past weekend some of our middle school girls finish up their girls CYO season with with playoffs yeah we uh, there is a sixth grade team and also an eighth grade team. Um, our seventh grade, our only seventh grader, played on the eighth grade team as well for um, for the her CYO team. Um, yeah, so we got to see them in the playoffs. Uh, I know they invited us, and so they were kind of happy that we were there and stuff like that and supporting. So yeah, and I think you know just looking back, I know I started off with CYO too while I was in high school, and I also played in CYO, so I kind of know what it's like um you know it's very like i would say introductory to the sports whatever sport it may be with whether it's you know there's cyo volleyball i think there's softball now track and field yeah Yeah, so it's it's a great way for young athletes to begin their their journeys wouldn't you say yeah yeah for sure um it's a it's a really good actually it's a really great tool as far as learning what to do on the court or in the field or whatever the the case may be. Um, And like I said, this is a great tool on trying to figure out if you like the sport or if this is something that you want to pursue or you want to be able to, to move forward with it. So, um, and then it's also good just to represent uh, like a, a specific school or a specific church or whatever, um the case may be so i know i actually when i was playing you know i i still remember the games that i played in and then even when i was coaching at st beads you know the the i ran into a few of my my boys from my championship team um within a a week i was seeing like two or three of them it was kind of crazy and uh, they're all grown now kids and stuff but uh they they tell me how how grateful they were you know, for that team. And they still remember all that, all the, all that stuff, even though it was hard for them, they say, but at the same time, they respect what was going on. Yeah. And I think if you don't know what CYO is, you know, there's definitely structure to the games. Um, There's even rules about playing time, you know, which is kind of funny because I think that becomes a bigger deal as they get older and, and all that. But sometimes, players and parents they don't really understand the importance of that I think in the beginning it's all about the structure and you know being good teammates being able to work through things um, at a young age and even thinking about the coaches that put in the time they're, they're volunteers they don't get paid and sometimes parents can get a little too too much in a sense where they demand way high type thing. I know from my own experience, I had like a CYO younger team, a boys like second, third grade team. And, you know, I I always enjoyed that age group because 
kids that want to learn like there's they're like sponges they want to like do their best and develop and progress and then as they get older like sometimes the development in cyo it, it can get lost you know yeah def- yeah because i was just thinking like um when you're talking about playing time and all that um so in cyo you have to play two full or basically it's one quarter you have to play so they in cyo they split it up um older groups three minutes 30 seconds and then another three minutes 30 seconds that equals one quarter um so you have to play twice to two three thirties or for the younger gr- uh, grades it's three minutes um but then like you said like once they get a little older or in a different group um you know like uh aau or high school even middle school like where playing time is not required you know then they kind of it's a kind of a gray area where they got to understand that yes, in CYO you're going to get your playing time, but what are you going to do with it? Like, are you going to just, it's, it's almost like where it's like they take it for granted. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause then when they come to the other leagues, then some of them are just like, well, where's my playing time? Well, no, you didn't earn it. Yeah. You know? And then that's the difference between CYO. There's such a wide range of coaches from, People who want to be there and, well, I want to say who want to be there because I think everyone wants to be there. But uh, for the people who are, like, just parents and then there's people who are, like, coaches first. You know what I mean? Um, And then there's so where they kind of – CYO, you kind of get a little bit – it's kind of like holding your hand, you know, type deal. And that's kind of why I got out of it a little bit was because – I wanted to, I'm going to be me no matter which league I'm in and as far as coaching, you know, and um, I just don't want someone to be like kind of looking over my back and stuff like that. Yeah, I remember, I think it got to the point that I was, I felt like I was a little too competitive, Yeah, you right. know, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for CYO or I had parents that like questioned me as a coach and I was like, you know, I have a, a resume like it's not my first time coaching, you know, and when what kind of sucked was when parents start telling their kids things and it makes them have to choose. Oh, do I listen to my parent or do I listen to my coach? That was my hardest struggle. And I think the other part for me being um, a female coach coaching boys, like I was coaching one of my little cousins teams. Um, it was like the parents or even like referees or other coaches didn't take me seriously. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, do you know that I've coached high school level numerous years and blah, blah, blah. And like, I I remember it just got to the point where like, this isn't for me anymore. And it was crazy because that actually led me to an opportunity to start coaching at, um, at IVC or AMS back then when I first started. And I think players also started to see that outside of CYO, there is more competitive levels. Right. Yeah. Um, you take, and I know a lot, a, lot, a lot of AAU teams do this. They'll go to a CYO game and then they'll look like, oh, this girl and this girl is good. And let me grab them and, you know, they're on my team or whatever. That's kind of how I started Hayward Swoosh. Um, I took over a girls team for St. Beads, um, and they were, they were okay. And we, the first year I remember, so I took them over They're Oh, and 10. And then the first year I coached, they were two and eight. And, uh, the, I remember I had a, uh, quick side note. I had to figure out if I still wanted to coach, not because they were, that we were losing or whatever, but I just wanted, you know, I was young. I didn't know what I really wanted to do. And I remember the last game of the season, one of my girls called a timeout. Now, she was like in fourth grade or fifth grade or something like that. She, I was like, why did you call the timeout? And then she took her – she had a loose tooth, and she took it out, and then she <laughs> gave it to me. She's like, okay, I'm ready now. I was like, what? And so right then and there, I uh, I was like, you know what? This girl is super tough. I'm going to – I want to, you know, continue. Long story short, she ended up playing at Chico State. She played at Chabot, won the, the state title and all that stuff. But, um, yeah, so just uh, – where was I going with that? Like, um, basically, just 
I don't know. Um, being able to still figure out that, I, I don't know, like for me, like sometimes I get to the point where like, do I still continue coaching or do I pursue like kind of other things or, mm. and all that. But I think when I just knew like with that boys team I had, I was like, I am done with dealing with parents. And I was like, let me coach where I feel like my, what my efforts are, are being like valued and oh, all that. Yeah, okay. So yeah, that, that uh, got, got me back on track. So when uh, after that year, um, my friend was coaching at another CYO team at St. Joachim and we're like, all right, let's take your best four, my best four, and let's start a team. And that's how Hayward Sue started. And then the next year I went to some CYO games started and I was like, Hey, do you guys want to play? Do you want to play? Do you want to play? And I was kind of crazy. Cause that was like a super team that I grabbed and they weren't even playing AAU at the time, which kind of benefited of course me. And then it also benefited them because they all got to play high school ball, um, some in college and stuff like that. But that's kind of what the competitive side is from AAU where they're going to go out and it's almost like recruiting, right? They're mm-hmm. going to go out and show interest in your kid and the kid probably feels good that someone wants them to play for them and stuff like that. But then you have the kids at CYO that are just there for social and yeah. maybe like just to be out and doing something. So it's a wide range of kids. Yeah, I think even on the volleyball end, because I've coached um, middle school volleyball as well, and not CYO, but I, I'll go to some of the games just to support some of the kids that are are on the CYO teams that I've coached either through basketball and there's a huge difference with like how competitive like the development is too in a sense where you know for CYO I think not a lot of teams at least on the volleyball end will run like what we call like um, certain defenses or rotational stuff or perimeter and you notice like once they get into club how much more development they actually get. And it might be the same thing where sometimes the CYO coaches aren't as, they're not maybe coaches first. They're more like parents, oh, let's let's get together and play type thing. Um, but once they step into the whole club aspect of things, they see like, oh, wow, like we're going to tournaments. We're playing other teams that are better competition. And it just gives them a different perspective. And then now when you come into like, as they get older, getting into the middle school seasons, they have to participate in tryouts and the whole aspect of, oh man, like, am I going to get cut and this and that? And it's all a part of like an athlete's journey, you know, and, you know, sometimes you see kids that'll maybe get cut the first year that they try out, they come back, maybe get cut again, or they get on, but they don't have as much playing time. And I think a part of that is, you know, understanding what my role is once I make these different teams, you know? Yeah. And that, that's going to happen and every level that they continue to go up. Right. So you got your, your elementary kids, maybe you're the best, right. But then now you're pulling and when you go to middle school, you're pulling from a few different schools and maybe now you're not the best, or if you're the best on middle school and you same thing, when you get to high school, pulling from a few different schools, maybe you're not. And then college is the same. And even if you get to the pros, all these people in the pros, they're all the best in high school, mm-hmm. you know? And so now you have to tell these grown men or women like, Hey, you got to be a role player and not a scorer. But I used to score. Well, do you still want to play in the league or not? You know? So it, it all, I mean, it's all in perspective and how you're going to take some of that constructive criticism because I do find it kind of uh, hard as a coach to communicate that sometimes in the high school level where I need you to just go and rebound Mm -hmm. I need you to play defense and get on the floor and get the ball and I already have someone who's going to score you know what I mean are not saying that I don't want you to shoot the ball or score you might get hot one game and then you know we're just going to you but um, in the overall aspect of the season, this is what I want you to do. And sometimes I feel like they think that I'm like dissing them or downplaying them and stuff like that. But, and 
retrospect, like I need you to do that. And the team needs you to do that. And so you're going to be more valuable that way. Yeah. And I think the other aspect of things too, is like when either parents or players are trying to decide, like, should I try out for the school team or should I just stick to like CYO only, or maybe I'll do AU or club instead. And I think there's a lot of things to consider when making those decisions, especially depending on who's coaching, like how is your athlete going to develop while they're playing under this person or, or whatever. And like, what are they hoping to get out of being in that season? You know what I mean? I've had some players that are like, Hey coach, like, I don't know if I want to play AU or this and that, but I want to play for school. And then sometimes I have to ask, like, well, what are you going to do outside of that time? And, you know, I've had some athletes that decided to play a different sport during that time. Or maybe they focus on something else and might need a break. Like, what were some of your experiences as a coach in that area? Yeah, I kind of like to tell the players to go out and play something else. And I know as a kid, I was baseball, basketball, and it was like one going from one to another, boom, boom. And that kind of helped me out. I didn't know uh, our coach our over at Logan track and field and, and basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, like you said, it kind of gives you a break from what you were doing. Right. And mentally you're, you're going to take that break. And then when you come back, you're going to be more refreshed and you're going to be more focused. And it also helps you with your, um, different muscles you're going to use different muscles different sports and um just i i know for when i used to uh coach the the younger ones um in au i used to love to uh to pick up soccer players Mm -hmm. because they were light on their feet they're quick quick decisions um quick um uh jabs and stuff like that um and their endurance was great and that was like of course the soccer back then was like everyone's like first sport Mm -hmm. everyone played Mm -hmm. soccer right Mm -hmm. so um it was good for them to learn how to zigzag through everybody and and you know so that's how i look at it um yeah as you get older you're gonna have to kind of focus on something right yeah um unless you're just out there just to play right but if you're trying to advance you're gonna have to sooner or later focus more on something not saying that you're gonna have to stop playing all the other sports but yeah, you're going to put more effort into a certain thing or not. But, um, yeah, that's how, that's how I look at it as far as my advice to some players and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, looking back on some of the players I've had, like I've always appreciated where they communicate like, Hey coach, I have this and this and I can't make it, but I'll be here for this and that. Like I've always understood if, um, like one of one of our former athletes, um, Amaya, who ended up going to Oregon State for soccer. I think I remember her freshman year. She was like, "I'm still doing this." Like she was on this USA developmental team, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well," and she can't she couldn't participate in other sports until she was released from that team. So I think she actually started basketball season a little late, and she had to make that tough decision of like, "Okay, I think I need to." She ended up playing varsity her sophomore year and then um, had to make the decision to, like, focus more on soccer. But it got to what she wanted, like, to be able to get a scholarship um, for college. And I was like, wow, like, you know, just seeing how she's progressed, like, I was like, wow, I'm really impressed, you know. And she started off with me in in the middle school, too. And it's funny that you brought up, like, picking up soccer. Like, I remember she was there uh, on the first day of tryouts. I'm like, who is this kid that can Mm run the floor and was able to play defense in a way that like only another sport athlete would be able to to do yeah and and that was like kind of cool and you know from then on like I was just like man this person's gonna be like an athlete a stud and all that and she she did and and when we tell them to go play another sport I make a conscious effort to go and watch them at that other sport that's why I'm always at the volleyball games or I'm always, I try to get to the, to, water the, to the water polo, yeah, the softball, softball. games. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get out there to support them because I want them to know that it's, you know, like I'm genuine. Like I really want you to find what you need to find. Um, 
you know, a couple of my AAU girls, they got scholarships for track. And I remember one of them called me and was like, you know, I wouldn't have gotten here because unless it was for you showing me the hard work. She's like, yeah, I was better at track. But the hard work that you taught me, that's what got me through track and made Mm -hmm. me better. And so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know, to get recognized for another sport. Like I wasn't even involved in. Yeah. And I think, you know, just the other part to that is like when parents have that understanding of like what coaches are trying to do, like, especially if it's for the best of our athletes, like that support goes a long way, you know, and I've had difficulty where parents maybe didn't really see the same thing, like the bigger picture. And it wasn't until like later on, they're like, oh, okay, now I understand. Yeah. And we gained that, that trust and that development, you know? Yeah. Um, and I don't know, what do you think about like, cause for me, I think that school like to represent your school that is like huge for me like i've won or my my au teams have won hundreds of tournaments right and yeah we remember and stuff like that but if we win a school title like you're definitely going to remember that you know you're going to that's that's like pride um some some type of pride that goes along with it um you know, when we made our, our run uh, last uh, two years ago um, with, with Logan and um, we made it all the way to the D1 finals, you know, that those girls are going to remember that run. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's it. I know I am, you know, um, and even last year, like when we made our run, we went to the semifinals. You know, we had some crazy games, you know, that we're going to remember when they get older they're gonna be like hey i remember when we couldn't beat this team and then we played them in the playoffs and we beat them yeah you know and it was like off of a last second shot and you know it's the that's stuff they're gonna remember when they get older and it's it's more of a pride thing i don't know where you you're at on that you know it's funny because i think the one championship um that i won at for middle school like my girls still talk about it because they were a part of the first girls team that was able to do that and actually win. And, you know, some of these girls are in college right now. Um, some of them are getting ready to graduate next year from college. And I'm like, this was maybe like almost 10 years ago that it's happened. And like the, the fact that it still resonates with them, like I have a lot of pride in that. Mm-hmm. And same thing with, with the volleyball team at Logan. Like, I think it's kind of cool to, be a part of that journey that like having that pride and knowing that wow like this is the team that went all the way like when we went went to state for volleyball or even winning the ncs championship um that year when um alex and lena were were sophomores and and all that and mafo they were seniors that year like it was kind of a trip to like see that whole process happen and when we did it again with basketball it was one of those things where like if you asked us at the beginning of the start of the season like would we have made it all the way to the finals <laughs> the problem the answer was probably no right. just like i just remember being um it kind of came full circle with that team because we had one of our scrimmages against Monta Vista, and like i remember the varsity girls were like we're out of shape like we were just we just got ran yeah, by it was it was bad by Monta Vista. like it was it was so bad that like the girls were like coach like we need to go on the track and i think that's one of the first times we've had teams that asked us like make us run right. you know but when we made that run we've had so much momentum in that pl- in the playoffs that we were just locked in and when we got to um the ncs finals like we put up a fight and, oh yeah i mean you know, we were we were down like I don't know, four or five going into that last quarter. So it wasn't like that scrimmage game where it was just a blowout. Yeah, a blowout. Like we for sure, they had to, the Monta Vista had to fight against this. And, you know, I, I still think about that game <laughs> to this day as far as what adjustments I could have made and stuff like that. And that's funny that I'm saying that now because uh, one of our girls that plays for Logan right now she coaches in that cyo game that we were talking about earlier uh and they they ended up losing and then i seen her the next day and she was like coach i i don't i didn't realize that i would care so much 
<laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I was like, what do you think? We just go home and like forget about it? Like, nah, it's going to bother us more than it bothers the players probably. And she's like, yeah, I understand that now. And so I was kind of, it's kind of funny and kind of good that some of them see that and understand that now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a little bit more, I guess, respect um, of what we, what we do and what we go through. Cause they think we just like it's games practice go home and that's it and like nah i'm like studying film scouting you know breaking down you know analytic and so it's just like i don't know it's a lot of work yeah i i don't think like people also realize that a part of that for for a school season is the preparation in the off off season you right. know whether right. it's through summer leagues open gyms um summer tournaments and all that like how are athletes getting ready for their season? And how would you say, like, from what what would you share with our Logan seasons that's helped us, you know, be successful? As far as like the off season yeah. and stuff like that. Oh yeah, well, you know, we do we open the gym. We go. We have open gym, right? We have camps, um, stuff like that. Um, sometimes we, you know, are able to play games, summer leagues, and and things like that. Especially. Um, like last year we had open our uh, summer league, excuse me. And we, it was very important. I kept harping on them about that because it was basically a brand new team and we needed to gel sooner than later. And it helped, you know, and hopefully that, you know, this upcoming summer that we just build on what we were able to do, but it's important. Like you get to the, like the weight room, you know, you, you have to stay in shape. It's really easy to get out of shape. It's harder to get back in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you gotta, you know, gotta get in or stay in shape. Um, just work on stuff that's, was not your strong point in the season. Like I remember I watched one of the AU games for one of our Logan girls or a few of our Logan girls, but I was telling her that, um, this is the scouting report on you. Like they don't want you to shoot a three. They want you to shoot that runner. So you got to figure out how you're going to attack that runner. Like you're going to shoot it off the glass. Are you going to go middle or, you know, are you going to go all the way in, you know, stuff like that. It's like, you got to figure that out now. Mm -hmm. So, and if that, that means you got to get stronger or you got to get quicker either way, you know, you're just going to have to figure it out. And that, and this is the time to do that. Yeah. And I think when players also buy into what you're trying to do bigger picture, yeah, like that's where, teams become really successful you yeah. know and if the whole team is able to do it like just imagine what you can accomplish mm-hmm. you know I, I've had teams where they probably didn't understand why it was important to go until it was like too late and then it's like we're playing catch up and mm-hmm. it's like just imagine if you just put the effort in and we were all there committed and we're not saying to like not do your other stuff like go with your AU teams or whatever this this is something like we've we've always I'm pretty sure other coaches have dealt with is when um, they when their athletes tell them, hey, coach, I'm not coming to the open gyms because I have club or I have AU and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, how do you find the balance of still being able to make it to both? You know? Yeah. And for for basketball, I don't know what it is in volleyball. It's pretty pretty much the same. But I know for basketball, it's June is should be your high school and then july should be your club august should be your club winding down but um what they don't understand is you know you got a lot of people telling them or pulling them in different directions and telling them different things and so they don't know who to believe but um i know as you're as parents, you're going to pay a lot of money to play in these club teams and these AAU teams and stuff like that. So that's probably going to be like a priority. I get it. But, um, I I was talking to one of the, one of our, my good friends, she's a referee and she played college WNBA and all that. So she's seen it all. She's played at the highest level. And she was always, she always told me, she was like, I would always show up to my high school, um, summer league games open gyms Mm -hmm. in june Mm -hmm. and then after that i would go and do my thing she's like and i was like whoa how do we get that message out to everybody you know what i mean yeah and and 
I don't know. It's just it's just, it it like I said, everyone's getting pulled or the kids are getting pulled in different directions from different people, and the parents are most likely are going to follow the money. Yeah, but I also think that if if your high school teams are willing to accommodate, you know, like for example, in in a whole day, like if your school stuff is maybe in the mornings or early afternoons, and then you have your club AU stuff, even for like volleyball in the evenings or night, like why not be able to do the extra reps, you know? And, you know, I get some people are concerned about the burnout or um, overuse, but as you get older, you have to be able to understand that how you maintain your body is also in your control, you know, like doing the recovery stuff, the stretching, strength and conditioning. If they don't maintain it, maintain that, I feel like that's where injuries happen you know what i mean yeah and i think when when players are able to be better at their time management and like seeing okay well i could use this time during this day to be here or there you know i feel like that that shows the responsibility of a student athlete and just the commitment and knowing that like well if this person is able to do it and i think everyone else should be able to follow or at least make the efforts right yeah, definitely. Like, there's the that movie um, about LeBron. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but it's when they kind of it's kind of like a documentary where they followed him in high school and stuff like that. Now, of course, this is LeBron. Like, you're he's playing on the top teams. He's traveling everywhere, but he wanted to put that work in for his high school, and like he was in the gym, he was in the weight room, he was doing all kinds of stuff with his team. And he, he wanted to make sure that they understood the priority that what he was doing. And they ended up, like, being nationally ranked and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, the rest is history with that. Um, but I would I would want to kind of talk to some of these AU coaches. as So since coming from the high school, the school's uh, perspective. View, yeah. And I, wanna, I, would, I would rather talk to them. Um, and then kind of just game plan, like let's be each other's allies and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. like game plan because it's about the the individual, the the player. It's not about me. It's not about the the AU coach. It's about the player, and just to to kind of game plan and what's gonna be what's gonna make them successful, the player, mm-hmm. right? Um, and of course, success you got to win, right? It's not all about winning, but nobody wants to lose. Mm -hmm. We don't play to lose. And um, so I would want them to win and I want to want us to win. But the only way we could do that is if we're all on the same page, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. And I think even like with volleyball, at least, you know, some of our girls are here playing at UC Lee and all that. But we do have girls that maybe play at other clubs and our biggest focus is as long as you're getting like the quality reps the quality coaching and you're developing like that's all that matters at the end of the day and if you didn't develop and all that like what are you going to do to still get ready for the upcoming high school season you know and I think that's a a struggle for some of the athletes to to kind of like see and Maybe they don't see it in a sense where they don't want to look at their flaws mm-hmm. and, and all that. Or they, they're they feeding things into their head that like, oh, I'm better than whatever I, whatever else extra that I need to do. You know, I feel like as an athlete, like you should never be satisfied about, you know, your progress and stuff. And after you accomplish one goal, set out that next goal, you know. Yeah, um, this generation nowadays, I know every generation says this generation, right? So, uh, but I feel like they are very sensitive. And so they don't want to hear that they did something wrong. Um, or, or they weren't good enough they would for be, something. They, you would tell them like, oh, you did this wrong. Yeah, but what But what about this? I did this right. Like, yeah, you did do that right. But we're we're focusing on this right now. You know what I mean? Like. Um, so it, I don't know. It's, it's, that's another part being the coach, right? You got to adapt to, to the times and 
what's going on and how like you're not just a coach you're like a mentor you're like a counselor you're all kinds of different things different you wear different hats and stuff like that so you got to figure out what player i'm talking to and how i can talk to this person or this player to get them motivated and and things like that yeah so it's all it's a lot and especially like with us like you know you're doing the volleyball stuff here then you do the volleyball stuff at, at logan you do the IVC stuff for basketball, you do the basketball, same thing with me, you know, I got basketball here and there. And so we're seeing a ton of kids. So we're going to be, it's like trying to understand what to say to each specific kid, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're going to have your, your, your balance and you're, you're going to have your, your template, so to speak, but then you're going to have to branch off and be like, Oh, well I can't be this hard on this person or as hard. Right. Um, but, you know, old school versus new school, I guess. And mm-hmm. you got to kind of find your, your balance in there. Yeah. I think it's funny that you talk about that because I think that's a lot of the mental aspect of the game. And then figuring out how can our players or athletes handle certain situations and how do they adapt? I think the more successful ones are able to manage the emotions and the anxiety the pressures in a game or even like during a practice like you know and be able to not take things so personal or they also are able to recognize the mistakes that they made and be able to like okay let me do it a different way or you know instead of making excuses you know I think that's the one that drives me crazy or like when when I was the doing the head coach a couple of years ago, right, and you were the assistant, I told you I was like, if you see something that I'm not doing, tell me. Even if I get mad, mm-hmm. like I need to to hear it. And then in my mind, even after I'm done getting mad, I'd be like, okay, what is she talking about? You know what I mean? So I I was like, I need players and coaches all need that second third point of view mm-hmm. to kind of understand what's going on and. You know, it is what it is where if you're just not going to or you're going to be stubborn, you're not going to hear it. Right. Yeah. And I that's a, a whole part of like just developing as a player too, like being able to adapt to maybe certain situations and stuff like that. But also recognizing, OK, well, when we played this first team or this team for the first time and then we come back, like what adjustments are we making? And I think if players aren't able to recognize those things it was hard for us to either win the game or you know um just see things in a different way you know if we go back to like that year you had to step in as the head coach I think we played San Leandro High School in the preseason and that was a that was a thrilling overtime win um and we already knew they want that like vengeance in us against Mm. for for playoffs and I just remember like that was the game where I was there setting up and like they tried getting in our heads and I was getting like riled up (laughs) and I was like, man, I need to take a step back and like chill and then figure it out. And, but I do remember the practice before that game, that was the semifinal game that I was like, man, like what are we going to do to make the adjustments so that our players are ready to, to play? And I remember particularly we did like a a drill. I think it was like a post guard split. So I was working with the guards and the girls were like kind of looking at me like, why are we doing this drill? And it was a thing where I think I was forcing the the defense. They had to basically kind of play physical with the ball handler and the ball handler had to try and finish and score. Mm-hmm. And they were getting mad. And then I was like, you guys think that like San Leandro is going to, play soft and all that against you guys like this is what's going to happen in the game and then once they started understanding they're like okay let me go at it right and they they were just competing and all that and then in the game the next day they were like oh my gosh like coach you're right like this is what they would do i was like we've seen them before so now our role as coaches is what are we going to do to prepare you guys to be successful you know yeah i mean that's what where it all comes back to like we just don't go home 
<laughs> you know, we go home and watch film mm -hmm. and see the tendencies of what's going on. And we're just us as coaches. Our job is to put the player in a position to succeed. OK, so we can't go out there and make the shot for them. But we're going to try to put them in a spot where they're going to do the right thing, the right play, make the right adjustment and all that. Um, and so that's that's the fun part for me. You know, I love making adjustments. I love making in-game adjustments. And I'm blessed to have Coach Crowdick as our head coach where she'll allow me to do that. Mm -hmm. And she allows me to to make or she she values my opinion, you know. Um, and that's probably why, you know, we get along so well. And, um, you know, because we we understand each other. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we're just always Come, come, communicating and trying to figure out what's next. You know, what, you know, like you're talking about the summer. Like, what are we gonna do? Like, what's our our goal for the summer? What's our our um, system gonna be next year and stuff like that? And you know, that's the fun part. Um, but yeah, you know, the development is 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 huge. You know, you don't want you, especially for basketball, where a certain thing like a foul or a certain amount of fouls can take you out of the game for a while, you're going to have to depend on somebody that's on the bench. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, we would, my advice for the bench players is, yeah, you didn't start, but you got to be ready. Mm -hmm. You have to be ready at all times because your number is going to get called and we need to make sure that we continue what we're doing in the game. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of instances like that this year, um, you know, and a lot throughout our, our coaching careers and stuff like that where our players had to to step in. Sometimes they were starting the year as a role player and they ended up being a starter, you know, so it you never know. Yeah, I would say that's kind of similar with uh, volleyball, like what we did this past season. And it, it was definitely an adjustment because, you know, Matt came back and um, after coaching at East Bay for a couple seasons and it was just different like mindset and the mentality was different and just trying to adjust to that but I think now the girls are a little bit better with like understanding what our goals are for the season and what we want to accomplish and put putting like Logan back on the map and you know I think like I've always had fun being able to work out with volleyball and basketball because we do share some girls um, and being able to see them kind of do their thing in one sport and the other sport like definitely most of the time one sport dominates is their main sport mm -hmm. but being able to see them be successful or be a part of like the the program's success is always rewarding you know um, there was something you, said, you were saying about like the bench being ready and, and all that. Sometimes I feel like teams that have benches where they have kind of like a toxic mindset of like bench versus starters instead of just like one whole team, it makes it hard yep. to, for the team to be successful. Or maybe like, you know, in basketball, I've had some bench players that were like, well, like I'm not going to play and then they have like this attitude about it instead of being supportive for the team, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Um, so I've in my past years have told someone to go in and they, I see him pouting and I take them, I put them right back on the bench before they even get in the game. I'm like, Nope, you're not ready to pull somebody else, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, but it, it's a part of growing up to their kids yeah. And so they're going to have to understand and figure that out. And, and if, when they grow up, they're going to be like, dang, I shouldn't have done that. That's kind of embarrassing now. But, you know, it is what it is. It's a life lesson. You learn, you move on. Some people don't. Some people do. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think looking back, some of the successful players that came from the bench and became like starters, it's because of their mindset and their attitude was positive and not that toxic type of mindset where all about me type thing and it became more like oh what can what can I do for the team whether it's playing one to two minutes a game or you know little things like that that made made a huge difference but also I've had we've had players where like they're starters and stuff like that and then they also 
didn't understand well why are you subbing me out like i'm mm-hmm. i'm fine right i remember yeah. one of our players was like that and i was like look like we're like not even halfway through the season I- i'm trying to save you for for playoffs too or like just longevity but also i need to develop other players mm-hmm. to to get them ready for certain situations if i don't do that like i'm not doing my job as a coach right yeah definitely you're gonna have to see an in-game situation and where the pressure is a little different than than practice and and stuff like that if they're able to adjust are they able to adjust to your coaching or your um what you're saying on the fly right Mm -hmm. i know sometimes like in practice i love to play music like super loud because i want them to hear me over the music and if they can follow instructions and then they i remember one player asked me why are you doing that i said well in the game you got you know the crowds yelling and every there's a bunch of stuff going on and like are you going to be able to to tone all that out and listen to me Mm -hmm. and so everything we do as as coaches is on purpose If, if there's any players that are out there listen to this whatever we do it's on purpose for something and you just try it out and then you're gonna figure out like oh okay i get what they're saying yeah you know and i'm pretty sure there's some former players that if you're listening you're like i know what they're talking about so (laughs) yeah yeah, i mean it's cool yeah i love coaching so yeah i think just understanding even like players and when they develop those type of relationship with the coach i feel like they become more willing to trust them and see the bigger picture that it's it's for the benefit of the team to mm-hmm. be successful, you know? Um, and then once they buy in, it's like, oh, like, wow. Like, it's easier to to be on the same page. I remember when I first started coaching high school when I was at Tennyson, first year, we had a bunch of good shooters on the JV. And I remember telling my dad, I said, look, you're going to come to this game. We're going to make like 10 threes. It's, it's going to be great. And then uh, we get into the game, and we have a mismatch at our post. Our post is going to dominate this person. And I call her. She scored, like, the first six points. They called timeout. I said, I don't care if she scores every single point in the game. I was like, you're going to get her the ball, and that's how we're going to win the game. She had, like, I don't know, like 20-something points, (laughs) and we made, like, two threes. And my dad was like, well, I thought you were going to make all these threes. I said, no, it's, I mean, I, we, that's what I thought, too, until I figured out what, you know, the mismatch was. And then um, but the, some of the girls always told me about that. They're like, you know, you, I remember when you said, I don't care if she scores all the points. Mm-hmm. And because it's not about her scoring the points. It's about us scoring the points and how we we're going to get there. And that's why I tell I said earlier, like some people are scorers. Some people are going to shoot more than others. But if you can play defense, you can rebound, you hustle, you, there's a spot for you on the floor at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be on the floor. And then you're able to put a couple buckets in, great. So, Yeah, I think when players understand their roles too, it makes it easier in a sense where they, they're like, okay, I know I got to do this or that, you know, or maybe, maybe I got to see the bigger picture on – what's going to be best for the team, mm-hmm. you know, but, but yeah, that's crazy to think about and looking back on some of the teams that we've had, you know, I mean, it's been a wild ride and, uh, yeah, we're looking to, to continue that ride because I don't like to lose. <laughs> yeah. I guess like, what are, what are some things like you feel like, you know, parents and players have to consider about their player development whether it's from the youngest age all the way up to our high school. Younger kids, they just need to have a ball, ball in their hand and just get used to the ball because some it's awkward for some people. Like they, they don't like the basketball or whatever. Right. And, um, the more like when I was little, when I was younger, I always had a basketball in my hand, no matter where I went. And I, well, Kids don't walk anywhere nowadays, but I used to walk everywhere and I used to dribble the basketball everywhere I was at. So that's how I became a good ball handler. But, um, and also 
you don't need all these. Like, I'm not trying to put anyone out of business here, but you don't need all these trainers all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let your kid have an imagination. My, my thing when I was growing up, I'll go to the park and all right, I got this defender on me. They're forcing me left last game. All right. So I'm going to go two dribbles to my left, pull up, miss. All right. Get the ball. Let's do it again. You know, and I'll pretend that the defender was on me. But nowadays, I feel like these kids don't have an, uh, an imagination to do that. Mm-hmm. And so they got to get that imagination back um, where they can do that. And, you know, if you don't need to spend hundreds and thousands of dollars to to do that part. Yes, the those trainers do serve a purpose. But I'm just saying, like, you could do some stuff on your own as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get older, you're I it's it's still staying in the gym. You don't need to necessarily play a hundred games in the summer. Yes, game time is crucial. I get it. You're trying to play in front of colleges and all this stuff, and reps are are crucial in games. Um, but you don't also need to play a hundred games. Like sometimes these kids are playing like four or five games, maybe even six games in one day. And I'm like, what is that about? Like you're you're not learning anything by game four. Mm-hmm. You know, I even game three, you're pushing it. But, um, you know, if you're in the gym, you're practicing, um, even with the trainer, like I said, you could use the trainer, but, uh, that's where you're going to get your, your skills. And then you have to translate it to the game. Mm-hmm. Cause if you're just like, if your parents are paying hundreds and thousands of dollars for you to go to this trainer and then you don't do anything remotely like you've been doing in those trainings in the game then what is it for <laughs> yeah you know yeah dang that's true i wish you know with volleyball it would have been easier to have that imagination oh, like in basketball hard. you know yeah. but it's like volleyball is definitely you need like other people around to to um get better unless you have you know we used to have like some of those serving machines and then I know Matt used to take like Alex and Lena and do reps with them. Um, but yeah, like I just, I think the biggest thing is really trying to figure out your areas where you could improve and be better and doing the work to, to accomplish that, you know? And then once you accomplish it, like, like I said earlier, like what's your next goal, you know? Um, and yeah. whatever you do, like in practice or like in the gym to to train, go game speed. Mm, yes. <laughs> like because who cares if you can make a layup half speed? You're never going to get that in the game mm-hmm. because all of a sudden now there's someone chasing you and you're running and you throw the ball to the backboard. Now I can't make a layup. Well, I wonder why. Because you're not going game speed in practice. Yeah. Or even like the anxiety of that like oh man someone's chasing me and then like you know I noticed this with the younger kids like they just throw the ball and then it's like oh my gosh like what are you doing like that's that's my reaction in my head and I'm like you guys are killing me with this like that's why like at practice like when we tell you to go game speed it's so that in the game you actually do what we've been practicing you know Mm -hmm. but yeah man Yeah. yeah So, I mean, there's, it's a ton, it's a ton of things to, for players to have to understand. Um, but if you can just play hard, practice hard, um, have fun. If you're not having fun, you're not going to do the first thing I just said and mm-hmm. play hard. And you know what I mean? Um, and, and just do your best. Those were three things that my first coach would tell me, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's like kind of how I look at things like, you know, do your best. If you're playing hard, your best is going to get better. You know what I mean? So you're going to always improve. And so you are Monday, you're going to be, you know, you're going to run up the court 10 seconds or whatever. And on Tuesday, it could be like 9.9 seconds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Um, just because you're playing hard and you're you're doing the things the right way. Mm-hmm. And then also you got to have fun with it. Like this is a game, you know, have fun, like smile, 
laugh, be excited, you know, um, there's nothing like, it's like I, we talked about last, um, earlier, like the, that year that we went to the finals, when we beat San Leandro, the excitement of the girls when we went to the locker room was like unmatched. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, um, yeah. Dang. What advice would you say for parents? Parents, um, put them in, in good situations. Also let them be kids. Um, but with structure. Yeah. Like, cause sometimes you, you let them be kids. They're just going to go off the deep end and <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, productive. Good. Yeah. It's or, not going to be productive. Right. <laughs> um, but also like you got to let them be kids sometimes and know that they're, these aren't, we're not professionals. The girls or the kids are not professionals yet at what they're doing. Um, but the more, the more you allow that and, be a, a parent and just be a, a fan then um the easier it's going to be sometimes i know some some kids have a lot of pressure when their parents are, are in the stands mm -hmm. and then there's also kids who if the parent isn't there for a game or something like that like they go to all the games but they're not there for that one then they don't play as well mm -hmm. you know so um it's kind of a balanced thing, kind of like we were talking about um, on what, like you said, you got to have structure, but then let, let them be a kid and then just put them in, in, a, in a good uh, situation as far as their AAU team, their um, their training schedule, um, their mental breaks. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Uh, that I mean, that's my best advice for them. And you know, everything else should fall in place. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, some of the parents we've had over the years and seeing the involvement they are with their kids, like, yes, it makes a difference. And we've seen both ends where maybe kids that have that pressure with their parents and, and all that maybe not really help them out in certain situations, but the parents that are still supportive, even through the mistakes, right? Yeah. And all that, yeah, yeah. like, I feel like, that helps in a player's development and their ability to handle situations, I would say, on the court, you know. And, and then maybe like too, like, I don't know. I'm not a parent, so I don't know. But after the game, I feel like they should just be the parent. You know what I mean? They Kids know what they did wrong, right? You know, we're telling them as coaches, stuff like that. Maybe the next day. Or the day after, you can be like, all right, this is what I've seen. You know, what do you think? You know, mm -hmm. have the communication um, with that. But not like soon on the ride home and stuff oh, like yeah. that, you know. Especially the, after a loss. Yeah, you that, know, those, the, those the kids are going <laughs> to tune you out and then you're going to fight with them. and The attitude, especially with, I mean, with girls, like you probably see it more <laughs> with the attitude with them arguing back with parents or whatever. But but I think if once er, you know everything is cooled down, then you can definitely put your your two cents in and your opinion on what you saw, and from a different perspective, right? Mm -hmm. um, and then they'll be more open and um, receptive to it. I think. Yeah, yeah. Wow, we covered a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could talk about this stuff forever, yes. like because we have so much, um, so many experiences and stuff like that. Yeah, well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. So, Donnie, thanks for being on this. I think you're probably one of my first kind of like basketball-minded coach to be on this um, episode with us, or with me at least. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty sure we'll get more episodes and, and talking about different perspectives from a coaching point of view because I think no matter what sport you coach, like there's definitely things across the board that we – that we see and are able to relate to and give perspective to the audience on what we know, what we've experienced. Yeah. I yeah, appreciate, you know, you guys having me on stuff like that. Uh, make sure you guys check me out on my podcast too. Uh, views from the Bay. We talk about sports, entertainment, stuff like that. Just, we just, you know, there's four guys. We just come kind of talk around mm -hmm. the whole time and 
you know talk about what's going on in the sports world entertainment we like to go talk about movies and stuff like that but we're on all the streaming platforms and all that so we have views from the bay there you go nice so thanks again for being on this episode and for our listeners out there be sure to follow our podcast on spotify and follow donnie's as well views from the bay we're on spotify and apple Podcasts, and i'm pretty sure donnie's is is on the same platforms as well so thanks again for listening and we'll be back for another episode